the afternoon cruise here on Jazz 88, and I'm chatting with Ernest B. Song, a fantastic violinist who's talking about the importance and the legacy of strings in the world of jazz music, something that often gets overlooked when you're doing the history of that music. He's also an instructor focusing on violin over at Walker West Music Academy. Ernest, thank you for being with Jazz 88. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Now, Ernest, I got to be honest with you. I think when a lot of folks think of jazz, they leave the history of strings and, you know, violins in particular out of it. And that is a real disservice to the legacy of a lot of great players. And it means that a lot of times people strictly think of the role of violin as being in European classical music. And that's historically inaccurate. And you're doing a lot of work to establish the importance of violin in a lot of different spots. So can we just talk a little bit about that misunderstanding? How has violin fit into the world of jazz in a way that a lot of folks, frankly myself included, maybe don't always understand or recognize. Absolutely. I mean, the first thing is a lot of folks don't realize that, you know, the violin was one of the early members of, you know, early jazz in its heyday. Well, it's in the beginning of, you know, the style along with the banjo because it was really portable and people could just move around, set up and, you know, perform really anywhere. And, you know, you can actually see this growth as you progress into the swing era where you have like a lot of, you know, string players who are like band leaders and leading ensembles and writing their own music. There's something to also be said of the historical, you know, significance of the instruments and the racial implications that that's had. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you see, like you said, um, the violin, you see the instrument, and the first thing that comes to your mind is, you know, classical music. And that has rubbed the instrument, you know, of some of the notoriety that it should have at this point. Because, you know, if you listen to early swing music from like the 30s, you know, you hear stuff, Smith and Eddie South and all these guys just ripping away, you know. And then other musicians uh, come with the bebop style of music and wanting to create a style that's exclusive to, you know, the black experience. And then you know, trouble starts really because then they're excluding people and excluding instruments because of what they signify and what they stand for. A lot of people over the years have come and done great work in just putting the instrument back on the forefront of popular music. You hear it in many different styles of music, hip hop. Matter of fact, if you um, listen to music these days, you'll hear folks like Regina Carter, you'll hear Zach Brock with Snarky Puppy. And, you know, these cats are just really taking the instrument and doing really wonderful things with the music, myself included. Absolutely. I've actually had the joy of getting to play some music with you and you deliver the goods. I think when people envision, particularly the banjo and the the violin, they think of white people, right? Absolutely. And that's not fair. That's not fair to modern day players of all races. That's also not fair to the history where there's actually been a lot of influential black players and innovators. There you go in that space. And you're doing some fantastic work to make sure that the violin and other string instruments are understood in a different way. Some of that work involves what you're doing at Walker West Music Academy, where you got a string program that probably isn't exclusively dealing with sort of the European classical literature, which I don't want to take away from. Beautiful music. But you're doing something different at Walker West. Can you talk a little bit about your program? Absolutely. So in the program that I run in the summer, um, it's a one-week program that runs from August the 7th to the 11th. And really, we're focusing on just, first of all, introducing kids to the history of the violin in just this sphere where there's more improvisation. The first thing is just getting them to understand the history, that this is not a novelty to the instrument. This is, the instrument is actually part of the history. If you go back and look, you'll find all, you know, the great cats who had big bands, Duke Ellington, they had, you know, violinists perform. So really, it's to establish that level to 
have kids understand that the violin, you know, has a place in this music. Yeah. You know, and then we also talk about different things like how to approach improvisation. So one of the first things we do is critical listening. You know, we listen to musical snippets and see and try to figure out what the violin is doing in each of these different situations so that they see that there's a whole palette of sounds that they can draw from, you know, in improv- improvising. And then one of the first exercises we do is to basically talk about, you know, different types of feel, um, the two major ones being uh, the swung feel and the straight feel. Because in classical music, like you said earlier, you know, you're just really encouraged to get that nine strong eighth note feel and just stay in time and do nothing else. One and two and exactly. three. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, you know, with this program, we're trying to introduce kids to a different way of looking at this music with the swing feel and then just establishing that as a stream of consciousness that they can use, you know, in creating their own melodies and, you know, improvising over music that they probably, you know, have never heard before. And the goal is to get them comfortable with this idea. It's the Afternoon Cruise. I'm Chan with Ernest B. Song. We're celebrating the legacy and often the misunderstood legacy of strings in the world of jazz music and, frankly, strings outside of the world of classical music. Talking a little bit about a program that Ernest is running this summer at Walker West Music Academy, running August 6th through 11th. Is that what oh, you said? It's the 7th through the 11th. Seventh. Well, I'll just... People come early. You know. There you go. How about that? <laughs> uh, one thing you mentioned is getting folks comfortable with improvisation. There's a lot of world-class violin players who couldn't play through one chorus of Billy's Bounce. And that's something where it goes, actually, that's probably a good thing to have in your quiver as you're trying to sort of navigate a, a career in music. Absolutely. When you're getting people to get comfortable not only with the swing feel, but also with that magic of, hey, find out what fits for you. Absolutely. How do you start that exploration of improvisation? So one of the basic things that I've done with kids is to take stuff that they already know and use that as a jumping off point to get them to, you know, more of the unknown type stuff. And so we could take like uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb or mm. Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star and then just, you know, have them do different things with it. You know, we could start with just playing the theme and then we can start to like, you know, use that same idea of the melody to do different rhythms over each of the notes. So you could go as an introduction and then we can go and then as they start to get comfortable with the idea of, oh, wow, this actually sounds pretty cool. And it's not that hard to figure out. Then you can do other things. Do, 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 do. You know, so those kinds of things, um, especially for classical musicians who really the focus of their education has really just been to stick every landing. The goal of this program is to show them that, you know, it's okay to do things that are outside of that norm. Do you have folks walking to this program at Walker West Music Academy who are holding a violin for the first time? And do you have people who have a background already in violin but just might want to add this type of training to their quiver? So usually it's a mix of both types of folks. Really, and we encourage folks that, you know, sign up for the program to have, you know, some understanding of the instrument, you know, be able to play the basic scales, um, you know, understand, you know, some fingerboard, you know, and be able to navigate the instrument so that they can be comfortable doing some of the stuff that we'll be working on. But yeah, we've definitely had a mixed bag over the years, but, you know, the goal is to spend the first day or two just level setting and giving everybody comfortable with the idea of what we'll be going into. I'm chatting with Ernest B. Song, who is a violin player himself uh, and also a teacher, and he teaches at Walker West Music Academy. They're running a special string program this summer. That's one of the things we're talking about, but we're also talking about uh, strings in general. Ernest, for somebody who has sort of listened to jazz and always, you know, 
not really thought about violin as a part of it. What are some recordings, what are some artists that you think really establish the importance of violin in the world of jazz music? Oof. I mean, definitely going back to like the swing era, you definitely want to check out folks like Eddie South. Definitely want to check him out and just hear the fluency of the ideas, you know, that they bring to the table. And this definitely just shows you the fact that the instrument wasn't as featured after the swing era isn't because the instrument, you know, didn't lend itself to the idiom of these different styles. But it's more so just, you know, some racial uh, separations that happened along the line. Europe really took the idea of you know, jazz violin and just ran with it and did their own thing with it. So checking out folks like, you know, Stefan Grappelli, Didier Lockwood, you know, there's one album really by Didier Lockwood that like just, you know, I heard and I was like, this is the sound that I'm really going for. I've been tracking all the names you said except for this one, Didier Lockwood? Absolutely. Yeah, there's one album in particular, Storyboard, Okay. that, you know, I just really love and I've listened to, you know, several times and that's, you know, formed the basis of kind of the things that I pull for language, you know, and teaching and things like that. So definitely those folks are, you know, people to check out. I'm chatting with Ernest B. Song, who's getting ready to do a string program over Walker West Music Academy, August 7th through 11th. If folks want to learn more about getting involved in this string program, what's the best place for them to go? So absolutely. The Walker West website will Mm -hmm. be the first place that has all the information that you need to learn about the jazz program. And also you can just pull up at the building and just, you know, talk to someone at the front desk. They'll have the streets, Selby and Avon. Oh, that's Se- a- yeah, right around yeah. Selby and Avon. Yep. So that's <laughs> where, you know, and the camps will probably be happening at our new building that we just oh, acquired. Okay. So that's uh, exciting. This is, you know, has so much more space and we have parking. Gotcha. parking. <laughs> <laughs> so this would be cool. And yeah, the camp will probably be happening there. It's I think it's a 650 Marshall. Gotcha. So it's just like a street over yeah. um, the old place. You were talking about uh, straight eighths and swung eighths and all that. The actual building where I learned how to count swung eighth notes was when I was in high school at Walker West Music Academy. Uh, Lori, uh, not Lori Lyon, the piano player, but Lori Anderson, Lori somebody, Lori <laughs> was teaching me bass and she was like one and two and she said one to two to three to four. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. It just, it, you know, some teacher is going to give you that moment. Maybe not Absolutely. even a teacher, somebody on the bandstand. Absolutely. And suddenly you hear all, I heard straight music differently, right? Absolutely. Like it was just, an, an incredible revelation, and that's something that uh, Walker West Music Academy has provided to countless Absolutely. students throughout the years, but myself very much included, came up uh, playing in that jazz ensemble. You've given us a lot to chew on and a lot to explore. August 7th through 11th for sure. this string program. Yep. Ernest B. Song from Walker West Music Academy, and as we took the elevator up to start this interview, we discovered we're also co-workers because you do a little bit of instruction uh, at a couple Minneapolis public schools. Where are you doing that? Which schools? So basically I'm at Key Waden Elementary, mm-hmm. and I'm also at Lucy Laney. Gotcha. So I'm split 0.5, 0.5 between both buildings. And you're establishing for a lot of these young students that no, violin is not just the pure domain of oh, classical absolutely. music. There's a lot yep. of room to get oh, involved. Yeah. Our string lessons, sometimes I bring like a, you know, looper or even like, you know, an actual multi-effects processor and show kids that you can actually put distortion on violin yeah. and make it sound cool. Yeah. You know, so we do all these things. We play with backing tracks and, you know, learn all these different things with the music. Oh, Ernest, you are doing really important work. I bet a lot of days it's fun too. Oh, yeah. But it's important, right? Especially because violin gets this unnecessary siloing into one musical world. Absolutely. Uh, so thank you for expanding and re-expanding, let's say, how violin should be considered uh, in the musical world. And also thank you for teaching the children. You know, like that, that's that's beautiful stuff. Ernest, really thankful that you came over to Jazz 88 to chat about this program. There's more information at the Walker West Music Academy website. Again, thank you for visiting us and have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you. You too.